1: Hey, Steve here. and What I'd like to do is talk to you about getting out of the standard positions that you often find yourself playing in, looking for some more creative ideas on the fretboard. So let's just use a very common example. Let's say we were going to be in minor pentatonic, which oftentimes we start with, right? So if we were going to be in E minor pentatonic, okay? Now, if you're not to this level yet, it's okay you should still start where you normally would, but let's say you've been playing the first position for a while. So you're comfortable with this right here. Okay? So you find yourself going there whenever you're jamming and you're in the key of E minor or G major or whatever, and you go there and you're just you're getting bored because you're just doing the same things over and over and over. Now, one way to cure that boredom is to start trying to learn some new ideas, new movements, new licks, new sequences that you could do in that position. But another idea that you could do is to just get out of that position. Like a lot of times I'd have my students when we would improvise or we would jam things, they're not allowed to go to certain positions because those are the ones that they're most comfortable with. Now, if they were playing on stage or something, that's different. Of course, they're gonna wanna go to where their comfort zone is. But if we're in a lesson and I'm trying to get them to break out of their normalcy, I would say, okay, you're allowed to to, uh, play anything except the first and second positions or whatever it might be. And it forces them out of their comfort zone. Now, if we're in a position where they need their comfort zone, then it makes perfect sense to go there right? But if we're practicing, then we're going to try and break out of that a little bit. So one thing that I love to do, I mean, there's so many places in the fretboard that I love to go, but let's just say, uh, and again, if you're thinking positions the same way I am, this would be the fifth po- or the first position. This would be the fifth position. This would be the fourth position. And then the third position. Now the third position is what I'm trying to get at. And the reason is, is because my E is right there. So it's a great visual point for me to start. My third position looks like this. And you'll notice it's the same notes. I'm, you know, if I was up here, I'm playing E, G, A, B, D. So if I start down here, I'm playing A, B, D, So they're the same notes, they're just of course in a different order because I'm starting on A instead of starting on E, but they're all there. So what I like to do is I'll go into a position like that and then it it forces me to think differently because the, the, the shape is different and the organization of the notes are different, therefore the output is going to be a little different, right? So when I'm in here, my E is here and my E is here, okay? And what I love about this, now I'll show you some of those outside notes in a second. So, so as I'm playing, I'm gonna try and keep it as straight as I can here. Now it feels a little bit unusual because of this, that wide four to seven and five to eight. But it sounds kind of cool and it forces me to think a little bit more. And I also love the fact that I've got these one threes. See that? 1-3. Three. All three of those strings. that I can screw around with two. Now, again, nothing's out of the ordinary really here. It just looks a little different and feels a little different. So what I like to do is I'll start exploring. Now again, I'm trying to stay away from some of the extra notes, but I will be showing you those because oftentimes when I'm playing, which is the next conversation we're gonna have here. So I like to start adding in some different notes to try and break up the monotony of what I'm doing as well. So as I'm playing this, I'll move, for instance, from this position into the fourth position. Or the fifth position, okay? Now, the pentatonic is a wonderful scale and it really provides us with all of these notes that are kind of compatible with everything that we're playing, okay, if we're in the key of, in this case, the key of E minor. What it's lacking is some color by adding in some different notes. Now, again, I have all kinds of different videos that go into different scales and, you know, modes and different options. But let me just kind of show you what comes naturally with my fingers when I'm playing and um, things that I would normally add in as I'm screwing around here. So one thing I love to do is add in the blues note.
0: If you're enjoying this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, go to GuitarZoom.com For more info about these memberships and all the premium courses available to you, go to guitarzoom.com. Now back to the podcast.
1: And instead of adding in the typical, which would be right here, which is fine, there's nothing wrong with that. What I like to do is come from this angle, and I'll do this little slide into that blues note and then back out where when I'm here I tend to play it sequentially with the other notes okay and hammer-ons and pull-offs or whatever which sounds cool, it's awesome but if I'm trying to kind of break out of that, that sameness that I tend to do then that's when I'll come over here and I get that happening. Now remember at any time, I could slide into this position and I could use that blues note both ways, right? I could play it and all of a sudden I've got this new color, this new blues sound. I don't have to use it all the time, right? I could be playing very pentatonic. That's something I like to explain to people is, because you've added a new color into this scale, doesn't mean you should overuse it. Sometimes what's nice is if you stay primarily pentatonic and then add this other color in just a little bit here and there, it makes that new note that you're playing sound really, really, really important. Now maybe, again, everybody's got a different approach to to soloing, so it's cool however you want to do it, but that's that's one thing I like to do. Okay, now if I keep going. Now I've got that four seven right there. Okay. Now what I like to do to make this shape a little more uh, comfortable is I will play. I'll play this note here. Now this note is not again. It's not a pretty note over the E necessarily. It depends on how I'm using it but I use it as a blues note or passing note I should call it not so much a blues note but So I'll take this and I get this kind of thing Now it sounds a little more exotic that way so you got to be careful with what you're trying to do I'm just trying to show you that there's different things that you can add in even if it doesn't make logical sense necessarily See, so you can see that they're stacked on top of each other. This one's 789 and this one's 789. So that's where that will come in. You see? So sometimes I'll use this sometimes I'll skip that blues note and add that other note, okay? So just different things to think about. Now, as I keep moving around, I've got blues notes all over the place, and one place I love to use the blues note, which is up here, you'll see me go there a lot into that fifth position, right there, playing it right there. playing it see now I use those right there the seven eight nine and I don't have to use them both all the time I can just decide on one or the other or I could use both so that's a bit much for me normally I'd do one and I'd skip over another one maybe something like that or Something like that, just to sort of depends. But you see, the big thing here is what I'm doing. Now you don't hear a jam track playing, you don't hear a metronome playing. I'm just exploring some different ideas here, taking the framework of my pentatonic and looking for some different notes that I could add in. Now, the other place to go here is instead of just going to this sort of bluesy exotic place, which is cool. Again, I use it all the time. But maybe we add in some logical notes from the diatonic, right? So if I was playing my pentatonic, and I come up, I'll use this seven right here, which is the F sharp. And you see it sounds kind of cool because it's a new sound. So, I might add that F sharp. Now, I don't want to add it in every single time I do something. But see how I'm still adding in that blues note as I play? Now, that adds a lot of melody, maybe too much sometimes. It depends on what I'm looking for. But all of a sudden, I've got all kinds of really interesting things happening that aren't just that one position like that. So that's what I want you to be thinking about a little bit. Next time on the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast, And then we're gonna look at the G's off the fifth string. So we gotta find G up here, and G here. So we have, and. Okay, so we have. Those are the five G's we're gonna be focusing on. Now these other two, let's just hold off on those. We're gonna focus on these three for now. What we're going to do is we're gonna take those and we're gonna build some arpeggios or triads off of them. Hey, Steve Stein here from GuitarZoom.com, and thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, can I ask you a favor? Please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with a friend. Your feedback means more to me than you'll ever know. And be sure to check out my YouTube channels where you'll find over 1,000 videos to help you with your guitar playing. Thanks again for listening. Stay positive, keep playing, and keep having fun.